Welcome to the Future Now Media Podcast, where we believe a future now is a future one. I'm your host, Peggy Kim, and I'm the founder and president of the Future Now Media Foundation, which is a nonprofit leadership incubator for the media and entertainment industry. In this podcast series, we'll be talking to some of today's top industry leaders, executives, and professionals. We'll also hear about their personal and professional career journeys, what makes them tick, how they got to where they are today, and what they've learned along the way. And we'll also share some of the best content from our Future Now live events. Today's episode features a panel discussion that took place at the 2017 Future Now Media and Entertainment Conference. Titled Tools of the Trade, it features panelists Monica Bloom, Roberta Caplo, and E.B. Moss. Monica Bloom is the Senior Vice President and General Manager of Tribeca Shortlist, which is a film streaming service and joint venture between Lionsgate Entertainment and Tribeca Enterprises. Roberta Caplo is the publisher of Synopsis and oversees its strategy, execution of sales, marketing, editorial, and events. And then thirdly, we have E.B. Moss, the Managing Editor and Vice President of Content Strategy at MediaVillage.com. Moderating the panel is Nick Fabrizio, a senior television distribution executive who's worked at companies like a and Television Networks, Asia TV, and Olympusat. The panel talks about their respective companies, their career journeys, and shares some of the best tools out there to help you advance your career in the industry. Take a listen. All our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them. That was Walt Disney. I think Walt knew what he was doing. As you know, the success of the Disney company, we need to say no more. But another lesser known quote came from somebody named Milton Berle, which you may or may not know of. If opportunity doesn't knock, build a door. Okay, well our job today is to help you guys build that door. And that's what we're here to go through. So again, we've got a great group of people. I'm just gonna jump right into this um, and go right around. First, I'd like to ask everybody a little bit about your, your organizations. Let me get my... So, uh, Roberta, would you like to start and tell us a little bit about Synopsis, please? Sure. Um, Synopsis is um, a digital property. It consists of three daily newsletters that cover the business of media. Um, They're free to subscribe to, and we also have a weekly jobs newsletter that comes out on Tuesdays called Synopsis Jobs, um, as well as a weekly newsletter that covers the esports and um, gaming industry, which we think is kind of emerging and a very exciting place. And then we also have um, events, that is uh, conferences and awards recognition programs that are kind of based on trends that we see in the newsletters. So it's very much a vibrant, um, three-dimensional business. Thank you. Okay. Um, Monica. Tell us all about Tribeca Shortlist, and WICT, of course. Sure. Um, So I am the general manager of Tribeca Shortlist, which is a movie streaming service, um, similar to Netflix, but smaller, with curated films. And we bring in celebrities to give you personalized recommendations. Um, I am the current vice president of women in cable telecommunications in the New York chapter. Uh, Don't let the name fool you. It is not an organization that is just for women, and it is not an organization that is just cable telecommunications. Uh, It is an organization that is a national-run organization of about 10,000 members. In the New York chapter, we have around seven to 800, 
and it is really about um, creating an opportunity to create bold and self-empowered leaders, and we do that through advocacy and leadership training. So what we do is we create a lot of programs that allow you to increase your pro professional network, but also to teach you different ways to advance your career and to develop your leadership skills. Great, thank you. And Eby, tell us about Media Village, please. Well, first I'd like to say that I'm an avid reader of Synopsis uh, and have been a regular member of Women in Cable and Telecommunications, so I'm a big endorser, and I love Nick, so. <laughs> Um, Media Village is part of Myers Biznet. As Nick said, it was founded by Jack Myers, who we all met earlier. And our tagline is a perceptions management company. So these days, a lot of brands have to become publishers. They have to get their content out there like a publisher, right? We kind of help them do that. We're not a news publication. We are a thought leadership content platform by, for, to and about the media, marketing, and advertising industry. So all of our readers, it's a business-to-business -business publication, all of our readers are within the media industry for the most part, and our writers are both renowned journalists like Stuart Elliott, who wrote the advertising column for the New York Times for about 20 years, to um, a well-known TV critic named Ed Martin. Um, and then we have contributing journalists who create content for our member companies to help them manage their perception out in the media industry. So to like get buyers and planners in the ad community to like them better or, or think well about how smart they are. So our journalists help craft that kind of content that helps our readers think and learn new things about the industry. Great, thank you. So what I want to do is ask everybody to tell you a little bit more about how you can use their resources. What I'd like to start with, though, is when I go back to when I was trying to make a shift from the broadcast business to what was then the really new area to be in, which was the cable industry. You know, this was pre-internet, uh, pre the, you guys have some phenomenal resources now at your disposal. But for me, it was multi-channel news, which you may or may not be familiar with. If you're not, you should be, it's a great resource. Um, but for me, it became a weekly thing where I read it cover to cover. I learned about distribution, content, government, uh, finance, every aspect of the business and all the individuals, and that kind of opened the door to read more about people and learn. And then, of course, when you got to the back of that, they were the classifieds, so it gave you job opportunities. Um, so again, you guys still have access to that, but again, it's grown exponentially thanks to the power of the internet and the resources you have. So to start it off then in this piece of this uh, discussion, what I'd like to ask is, What's the best way to leverage each of your resources? And we're going to break it into three areas. We start with in, uh, industry education and acclimation, but then we'd also like to talk a little bit about as job search as well as anything else you can recommend. So I don't know who wants to kick it off. Sure, I'll kick it off. Okay, go ahead. Let's talk about WICT. Um, WICT is a, an incredible organization that I found when I moved into the entertainment business. Uh, I have a varied background. Uh, I've worked in advertising. I've worked on the nonprofit side. Um, and when I came to entertainment, it was um, very overwhelming and intimidating to know that I was coming into an industry that, frankly, is quite small and everybody knows each other. And I wanted to know how do I actually make a dent? How do I create relationships? And how do I actually learn more about this broader industry that I'm in than what I'm doing currently in terms of marketing for a programmer? And WICT was that opportunity. Um, what I learned was that they have amazing programs from a national level. Um, they have 
programs at every level. So um, at New York chapter specifically, we actually have two award-winning mentoring programs. Um, one is for um, more of the entry level uh, folks who want to get to know um, people at different executive levels, but also build their personal network um, al along the lines of you know, the same level of um, experience so they can share those experiences and learn from each other as well as a mentor. We also have a mid-level pro, uh, mentor program called Prime Access, which is actually specially designed for the mid-level um, manager who is finding it hard to get to the next level. And that's more one-on-one -on -one mentoring relationships. So we pair those people with executives across the industry. And we pair them very specifically. It's a very um, competitive program that you apply for. And we go through a very um, intense matching program. But the easiest way to actually get involved with WICT is to volunteer. And what that allows you to do is to meet people at different levels, have access to them. You can volunteer to be on different committees, and that will actually not only build your personal network, but will give you actual real-world um, experience in different areas. So we have a marketing committee where if you want to learn about social, being a social media manager, you can actually be a social media manager for WICT. Um, you can create whole campaigns and programs. We have a programming committee where you can actually create events, you can produce events. So it's real world experience that you can then leverage into either a new job or to broaden your experience in your current job. Great, thank you. That sounds great. Pick it up right. okay. um, as I mentioned earlier, Synopsys um, publishes a jobs newsletter. It's free to subscribe to. And um, I would say that um, people read Synopsys usually just as they're as the age of you guys when they're kind of getting out of school. It's a great kind of easy way to start to get a handle on what the media business is all about, as uh, you know, Nick was talking about when he was reading multi-channel. Um, <laughs> I'm sure he'd never read it now. Though. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I read it <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, it's, you know, people like Synopsys because it's very quick, there are no links, it, it's just a very kind of concise newsletter. So I would definitely recommend that you guys sign up for that um, because it also makes you smarter, you know, when you, after you've built, you know, relationships like the one that Monica is talking about and you're in kind of like a real life situation, you have some knowledge that you can come armed with. Um, you know, just because you're at the beginning of your career or trying to launch a career doesn't mean that you don't have a responsibility in kind of exhibiting knowledge and familiarity with the business that you're trying to get into. Um, so that's kind of one kind of comment about synopsis. Um, and I'm hoping that we have a chance to talk more um, about job hunting in general, because I think it's a really interesting time to be looking for a job right now. But we also have a newsletter that comes out on Tuesdays uh, called Synopsis Jobs. And um, we are, a big part of our reputation is based on the fact that um, people know that they get great candidates when they post jobs with Synopsis and that people really do get terrific jobs when they um, apply for a position that has been advertised with us. So um, on both sides, it's a win-win and I, you know, really 100% encourage you to start looking at the um, the jobs <coughs> listings and the job newsletter, so. Great, Evie. We don't have job listings, but what Roberta said is exactly right. The smarter you are at 
um, a networking event, at a, a, a party, at a conference, the more you'll stand out, the more confident you'll feel, and the more you will wow people. So whether it is the uh, brief take on what's happening at HBO or who was promoted and you know who to maybe tweet about thanks to all of that kind of information from a synopsis is one thing. And then the deeper dive of thought leadership is what's also going to help uh, sort of be that yin yang to help you look smarter and understand what's going on in the industry. So mediavillage.com is the website for it. And then you can sign up for free emails. And those are um, sent to, again, all of the folks in the media marketing and, and ad industry. Within Media Village also, there are what we call villages. They're focused areas of content. So there's something for everyone. One of the pictures that Jack had on um, his presentation was of a village called First Five, and it's also by and about the first the folks who were their first five years in the media industry. So it's really great, both peer-to-peer -peer information in that content section, and also experienced folks talking to people who interviewed members of the First Five community. So understand the business behind the news through Media Village, get the news and get some breaking insights from Synopsis and other publications like Multi-Channel. Yes, <laughs> great, great. So we covered a lot, actually, both the educational and the job search. Is there anything else in either of those areas that, that any of you folks would like to discuss? Um, one thing that I would like to say is that I have noticed um, when I'm talking to people who are looking for jobs, and it's not even um, people in their 20s, but people who are also older, they're, um, it's much, they think that it's much easier to deal with people through email. And I think email is a great thing. I use it all the time too. But I would um, always, I would encourage you to always take the chance to meet with people in person. You know, like when Monica was talking about the WICT events and, you know, the stuff that EB's referring to as well. I think nothing replaces being able to sit with somebody and look them straight in the eye, even if you're talking to them for 30 seconds or 45 seconds. It does make a difference. So I would not be um, shy about going to events. And I think, too, I mean, I, I agree exactly with what you said. Um, in addition to that, it's really about how do you stand out, right? And the more you can actually meet with people in person, uh, the better off you'll be. Make sure you ask a lot of questions, and I know you've heard this from other people here on the stage, but it's really important, and people always wanna talk about themselves, frankly, or what they do. So it's a great way for you to learn what they do, what opportunities there are, and then make sure you follow up. Keep in contact with those people over the course of your career. Not just follow up with a thank you for that meeting, but keep in touch with them. Even if you get a new job, shoot them a note to say, thanks so much for meeting with me a couple of months ago. I just wanted to let you know that I landed a job over here and this is where I am. Because you just never know where you'll run into them again. And you might run into them at like in a WICT, a WICT event and they'll recognize you, they'll remember you, and it's a good way to start a conversation. Anything else? Right? And a relationship. Uh, Exactly right. I'm with such smart people up here. <laughs> um, so 
what, ha what she just said is exactly what happened to me. I had known Jack over the years because I read his early newsletters. He gave good content. You always want to be in a position of giving good content, right? We love that. So I read Jack's early stage newsletter, and I think he started sending out information 20 years ago or something. Um, and I met him at a conference, kept in touch with him. He worked with Nick on a couple of projects back when I first met Nick. Um, and then about a year and a half ago, I was thinking I wanted to find a new job. I'd been working in the radio side and I wanted to expand again. I'd started as a journalist, as a writer. <clears throat> and I asked Jack for a reference because I kept in touch. And Jack said, sure, and he said, but you know, you should keep in touch with us and maybe you should write for us. So I started contributing articles to Media Village and he said, watch us, we're gonna go places. And sure enough, he said in about you know, maybe a year or so, you'll, you'll wanna hit your wagon to our star. And a year and a half later, I'm the managing editor. So that is a really good example of leveraging your connections, um, <clears throat> being generous with your content. I wrote my first article for him for free um, and, and being helpful and connected. Great, so I think some of the takeaways from that are, you know, it, clearly it's about the networking, uh, but it's not just about the networking, it's about the follow through. So you build that relationship. Find the right frequency to communicate with that person, whether if, if you have the type of relationship with them where it's a quick text or a note or a call, or you see something interesting, you can send it off to them and say, hey, I just saw this great article. You know, th that shows them that you're engaged in the process and that you're learning and that you're growing, and that could lead to so many opportunities uh, on that front. I think it's a very critical way to go. Uh, and the other thing, uh, which was kind of inherent in what everyone here has said, uh, which we've talked about a bit too, is schedule informational interviews with anybody who'll take give you the opportunity. Now, everybody here, we've all, we all have had hopefully numerous mentors in our careers, whether it's on a job or people in the industry or just friends who wanted to help you along. Um, clearly, almost everybody in the industry has, or any industry for that matter. Take advantage of that and, and try to reach out to people. If they give you the slightest opening, uh, take advantage of that. And Get an informational interview if you can, and accept it as nothing more than an informational interview where you're, 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 what you're getting is knowledge and you're building a relationship. Don't expect it to necessarily result in a job. You don't want that. I mean, you want the job ultimately, but it's more about just building the relationships and letting people see your, how, how uh, engaged you are in wanting to work with them. So, um, so general advice. I mean, we're kind of giving a lot of general advice while we go through this, but uh, anything else specific that you guys want to add to the equation for, for the group here? And then if not, we'll open it up to questions shortly after that. Uh, one thing that I wanted to mention about um, WICT, so obviously you're just coming out of school and you're used to going to classes and, and learning from folks and getting different perspectives. That learning doesn't have to stop. And um, the programming that WIC does, we, we usually have about two to three events per month uh, with different subjects that you can still learn, right? And it's really about how do you further your career. Um, we have um, roundtables to talk about the role of tech in the media and entertainment field and what does that mean for uh, your jobs or the future of where the industry is going. We have um, kind of more practical types of um, discussions around multi-generational learning um, where we, we get you know folks from all different levels to talk about how do we work together and how do we learn from each other and it's not just a one-way conversation. Um, and then we have panel discussions with industry leaders. So there, there's a lot going on on a regular basis that 
that you have access to and take advantage of those moments because they're, they're few and far between. You have to search them out, but when you do, they're really valuable and you'll get a lot out of it. Um, and, I, and I think, you know, joining an organization like WICT or any other um, organization similar to it will give you those um, opportunities uh, that you, you, know, you enjoy as a student and you should still continue to be as curious as, as you are now. Great, Roberta, Eb, anything? I'd else? like to add one one thing because um, I'm pretty passionate about it, and I have a feeling most of you are too. Social media. While it's important to attend those events in person, your social profile can make or break you. You've probably heard this from old people like me over and over, <laughs> right? Put down that picture of you being a goofball or whatever. Um, but if you're not on LinkedIn, even if you don't have a big resume right now, start your profile on LinkedIn. That's your first line of defense in the professional world of social media. I know that Snapchat is huge. That's not as effective for you professionally as staying on top of things like through Twitter, believe it or not. Um, take advantage of our handles here. You can direct message us or message us. You can um, follow what we're talking about. It's your chance to be both professional and humanize yourself. And finding that balance is really important. And then also, um, again, just watch what you post. But Twitter is also a really good source of news. So I've learned about tons of industry things through following the right people, quite frankly. You know, that's a very, if I may, that's a very good point. I mean, particularly with Facebook, where, you know, we tend to think of Facebook as really being a friend, social, let's let our hair down location, and it generally is. But I try to look at my Facebook profile when I do. I'm not very active in Facebook, but I look at it and go, would I hire that guy based on what I'm seeing there? You know, what will people, frankly, what will people think based on what I'm seeing? Or, or would you decide not to hire or somebody decide not because, to, <laughs> because which of what is you're seeing, which exactly, I think is what happens right. a lot. Yeah. And could, one thing yeah, I want to yeah. add about LinkedIn, um, this is actually the resource for all recruiters, not just general industry recruiters, but every HR department and every company is actually looking at LinkedIn and sourcing their future candidates from there. So think about LinkedIn as your web page and SEO matters, so make sure you have the right keywords, that you put all the experiences that are relevant, no matter how small. Like if you, if you were your social media manager of your fraternity, let's say, and you had certain like requirements or experience that's relevant, you ran philanthropy programs, put that on there. That's actually really important and can help kind of allow you to stand out in that, in that field. Great, thanks. Okay, so we've got some time for questions. Now, this is a huge opportunity. You've got a wealth of experience here and, and knowledge in how to help you guys get started. So I really am hoping we're gonna get a lot of great questions. Hi, I'm, I'm Obina Wolfo. I'm an actor and director as well. Hope to be. So my question is, um, you said um, you have to meet people in person. Two questions, actually. How do you do that? And if you do meet them in person, how do you approach them? That is a great question. Um, well, I think that it, there's so much going on, especially you know, with all of us being lucky enough to be in New York City, that, I mean, if I were you, I would be kind of looking for any free opportunities, whether it's joining an organization like Monica's. Um, I'm sure that EB also has some stuff um, you know, in Media Village that talks about when people are getting together, there are lots of meetups. I mean, I, I would also say to you guys that 
you know, most of the employers or many of the employers in the media space are looking for people your age. So they want to meet you too. Um, and the great news about that is that it really does create a lot of opportunities. I would absolutely go to your career office and see, you know, where they can suggest that you take a look. Um, and your point about kind of approaching somebody, I think that is a really great question because if you approach somebody in the wrong way, you know, they're just going to be like, I don't want to deal with you. In so. terms of approaching someone, I mean, I would use, I would use, I would use information you can get from Synopsis or Media Village, do a little research, like Nick said, um, and then target people and, and send them an email or, you know, reach out to them. It could be as simple as, hey, I read about, you know, your announcement of, you know, a new, a new film. I just want to congratulate you on that. Good job. Um, would love to talk to you sometime about what you do in your industry. Or if you go to a meetup or to um, an event that you don't know anyone, it's always intimidating, right? I will tell you a secret. So everyone feels the same way you do, right? Everyone goes in and goes, oh God, I don't know anybody here. How am I going to start a conversation? Um, find the person that fe like looks like you feel. So find the person who's like in the corner, on their phone, not talking to anybody because they're uncomfortable. Go up to them and you can be like, God, don't you hate these things? <laughs> like, you don't have to, like you don't have to like be super smart about anything. Just say something that breaks the ice in the sense of make yourself a little vulnerable and, and something that they can actually connect with and that will start the conversation. Then you can easily go into, so why are you here? And you know, this is what I'm interested in and you know, how did you find out about this event? That sort of thing. Um, I think, again, it's realizing that you're not alone in, in feeling that way. That kind of allows you to kind of be the one to break the ice. I think that is really good. And I would also recommend that you prepare for whatever the event mm -hmm. is. Like if it's for a film festival, make sure that you're up on what, you know, on the latest news coming out of the festival, you know, when the finalists are going to be announced, just so you're like, yeah, I'm, of course I'm part of this situation and I have a reason for being here too. Um, and also that, that arms you a little bit with something to say. You know, it's not just like, oh, yeah, I know, where is the bar? You know, right. so it's, exactly. and, and people, you know, it will make you feel better. <laughs> and don't stay at the bar the whole right. time. Right, no. and do not stay at the bar and don't drink too much. We have another question right over here, please. Hi, um, my name's Tatiana Lanier. Um, so I just wanted to ask you guys, like when, so if you're a part of a team, they're a lot older than you, um, and me like being super young, I find myself always getting very intimidated. Um, and like at gatherings like that, I just recently went to a, a festival and like I was in a room with all these like producers and stuff and um, I hate beer, but they were all drinking beer. So I was like, okay, fine, I'll drink a beer too. Cause I wanted to fit in, you know? Um, so, so like, how do I, and I, I was almost just like scared to talk to everybody. And usually I'm not scared to talk to anybody, but it's just cause I was so intimidated. Like when, when is it like you're crossing the line? Like you can't talk to them about those things or, or this is how you socialize with them or stuff like that. So did, did you speak to them? What did you Yeah, do? I did. And like, I, like some people, I just like picked out different people and I was like, Hey, like, what's your name? And I didn't know like how to go about it. Um, and then like, after talking to them, I'm like, I don't know if they thought that conversation was like, like so unnecessary or like whether they think I'm dumb or I don't know. So yeah, things like that. You know, everybody wants to feel helpful. Every single one of us, right? Don't you feel good if, if somebody actually asks you to do them a favor? You have a little bit of pride about that. People love to be asked for help. 
and people, to use um, the word before, people admire people who are, are brave enough to be vulnerable. So when you're speaking in public, if you're nervous, the audience actually appreciates when you acknowledge that. So same thing on a one-to-one -one basis. Just think about your one-to-one -one with them, right? <coughs> and say, I'm a little intimidated because I read that you da-da-da-da-da, but I really would love to talk to you. I, I read something that I wanted to know about. And you know, acknowledge that you're a human being and that'll really, really resonate. Nobody's going to like look look you down, you know, right. anything like that. Yeah. But if you notice what E.B. said, <clears throat> you're prepared. You know, you have something, uh, it's, it's not just like, uh, I'm a little nervous about talking to you, it's, you know, but, but I'm actually, you know, someone who is serious about what it is yeah. I'm doing here and I have something to say. Right. I mean, that, right. that will separate you from the pack. Yeah, I'd actually recommend uh, building a little, you know, your elevator pitch. And I don't mean a big, I mean like literally one floor, <laughs> where you're, um, you know, you basically, here's my name, here's my name, here's what, you know, and it's kind of an icebreaker, and that will get conversation going, and then at that point, well, if you know something, you talk about it. If not, you acknowledge you don't know it, you learn from that. And work on your handshake. Yes. Yes. No limp hands. Eyes, eyes and shake. Oh boy, we got a lot of questions here, where do we go? Let's start, go right here, please, in the front. We have to get back over here, too. Hi, I was wondering if you guys had any um, advice for job interviews, especially if you might not have as much experience as like the other candidates or like young people. <laughs> so tell us, can you give a, what, what exactly are you uh, referring to? Like mostly right now I'm looking for a bunch of internships. So a lot of times like I'm only going to be a sophomore in college, so a lot of times I'll like come in and say like, Oh, like I, most of my experience is from like clubs that I've done in college. I don't know if I should be emphasizing experience that I have like in production or writing, which is what I want to go into, or just like outside things that I've done. Um, I would say that the, the best thing you can do is be focused on what you're after. And whether that's an internship or a job, if you came to me and, and you don't know what you want or you don't know what you want to focus on, I don't know how to help you. So the more that you can tell me kind of even just the basics, I want to be, I want to work, I want to learn more about production and I want to work with a network and I want to live in New York City. Those three things at least help me understand what you're after and then I can think, okay, this is, this is where I can direct her. The other thing when you go to interview, again, especially as an in, like for an internship, target the places that you're really interested in. Understand why you're interested in that so you can express that in the interview. And then talk about either A, the, the experience that you can draw on that would help, or or the fact that you want to learn something different that you don't have access to, and that's why you're there. So you may look at an internship and maybe you study marketing, but it's an internship that's focusing on kind of the business affairs piece of marketing, um, which is much more contract driven, but you don't have that experience, you haven't really learned about that and you want that view. You can talk about, this is what I know will help me later on in my career for this generalized area, and this is, this is the opportunity that I want. I'm sorry, I just want to add one okay, other thing. Sure. This is my favorite acronym, and I've spoken about this for years. It's WIFM. What's in it for me? But everybody here needs to be telling me, EB, Monica, Roberta, what's in it for us if we were to hire you? So it's 
great to know what you want to do, but you also have to know what your strengths are that you can communicate back about why I should hire you. And it doesn't matter if it's not, you know, nobody expects a sophomore in college to know everything about, you know, the media industry yet. But if you are resourceful, if you are phenomenal with Google search, if you know Photoshop, if you, you know, whatever it is, and you talk about how you worked so hard and, and you sold more lemonade when you were a Girl Scout, what is, what's in it for me to hire you? We were actually really running short. Can we get another question, please? I know there's a lot of folks. I want to try to go to the back since we've had a lot in the front. I'm sorry, but hopefully we can get another one in. If we can go back here, please. Thank you. Sorry. Hi, thank you guys for meeting us today. My name is Kat. Um, so I was wondering with um, when you mentioned as far as um, finding a right balance of frequency to contact your network and to um, um, basically keep them in your uh, memory, I guess. How, especially as you are progressing through your career and you're progressing through life, um, how do you manage to find that balance and what is a good amount of frequency to really keep in contact? Like I just finished my internship um, at WABC and I'm now starting my new internship and I was just wondering like, you know, cause I've met a lot of people but I don't know how to, like when when is a good time to contact them? How many times do I contact them? Um, and like as I grow throughout this career, how many, like I'm gonna meet a lot more people. So how do you keep all of this as well as balancing the communication efforts between your family and friends? Um, I would say, first of all, since you're moving to a new internship, it's a perfect time to contact everyone from your old internship and say, hey, I just want to let you know I'm moving on to a new internship. I hope to like see you around, and this is what I'll be doing this summer, just as a like, little update on your life. Um, so I've always used those points in my career as a, as a way to reconnect with people or just remind, remind them I'm around um, and say, hey, I would love to get um, you know coffee with you you once I'm settled in the new job um, just to catch up and let you know kind of where I am and I'd love to know what what's going on in your job and and your life right now and I think I think it's also about what level of relationship you have with those folks too in terms of frequency it depends on um, how much you worked with that person how much you knew about them personally um, so that it varies in terms of how frequent you might want to reach out but the people that I have really connected with professionally that um, they have helped me or I've helped them um, I, t I try to reach out probably once a quarter just to check in and and again it's more more to kind of socialize and just grab a coffee and just to catch up um, to hear what's happening in their life um, and their job and it's been, and potentially that could be beneficial for your business because sometimes that actually then will play into a new partnership um, a new deal that is not necessarily the intent but it might come out of the conversation I also think, um, for instance, if you see somebody you worked with, like 
you know, mentioned um, in a news story or speaking at a conference or you saw them quoted somewhere. I mean, you know, that's a perfect way to appeal to their ego and say like, hey, I just saw you, you know, quoted in such and such and I thought that was really great and do you want to get together, et cetera. I, I agree with Monica that, you know, some of this is um, dependent on what, what the level of the relationship is. So um, you have to kind of feel your way. I would trust your instincts. <laughs> good. That's, that's good. Make sure you hook up with them on LinkedIn. Right. LinkedIn. First, yeah. first thing, just right. make sure you yeah. connect with them on LinkedIn. That's, that's can, the easiest way, too. Then you could just that's post every now and then, and they'll see it. So I've been trying to negotiate with the timekeeper for another question, but I think I've lost the negotiation. However, I don't know if you folks are able to stay over lunch, but if anybody wants to talk, I'll be around. I'll be happy to either guide you to somebody who might be able to answer your question or hopefully answer it for you. And I will be participating in the mentorship uh, roundtables this afternoon. Excellent. So Great. if anyone has any yeah. questions. Me. Yeah. I'm happy to and talk. tweet. <laughs> yes, and you can tweet at me. I'm happy. I will answer. I promise. Um, it's rcaplo at synopsis.com. R C A P L O E. Oh, R C A P L O E at synopsis, and it's synopsis with a C. Um, I think that there. See, yes, yeah. you might. I think there are some materials. There that should are being be materials, given out, but right? you know, again, when in doubt, Google it out. I mean, but we'll be we'll be here to answer yeah, some of your but questions. But really, I'm I'm happy to talk to any of you. Okay. Great. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Remember, it's important to read up on the latest industry news and trends. So read the trades, even if you only have time to skim the headlines. Many of them are free, and all you have to do is sign up. So check out MediaVillage.com, Multi-Channel News, TV Week, Variety, and of course, one of my favorites is Synopsis, and that's Synopsis with a C. It's a daily e-newsletter with all the top industry stories and announcements in brief. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Future Now Media Podcast. You can also follow us on our Facebook page, as well as on Instagram and LinkedIn. Till next time, I'm Peggy Kim. And remember, a future now is a future one.